If you love people and you want to represent the finest product in the world and create a life you're excited about, you're in the right place if you're here. And if you've ever thought about coming back, now's the time. I mention that because there are just so many ways that someone can sell Cutco now that didn't exist before. It's like we had this one opportunity, now we've got this beautiful opportunity with many islands. That's the voice of John Kane, one of the most influential executives in the Cutco Vector Marketing Organization. There's a powerful revolution that's been happening in the area of professional selling in Cutco. And John Kane has been the tip of the spear for this program. In this conversation, John shares the history of the Cutco Sales Professional or CSP program and shows how this program continues to evolve into a lucrative and fulfilling career opportunity. I hope you enjoy this inside look into the world of selling Cutco. Welcome to Changing Lives, Selling Knives. I'm your host, Dan Cassetta. There's a generation of entrepreneurs and business leaders out there right now who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills that they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from Cutco's most prominent alumni and current leaders. On this show, you'll meet successful entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, superstar business executives, and transformational leaders from many walks of life. All our guests will have two things in common. One, they're all changing lives today through their work and their influence. And two, they all started out selling Cutco knives when they were younger. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real-world concepts for business and life. Through hearing real-life stories and hands-on experiences, you'll gain insights that can help you in whatever it is that you do in life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's episode. Welcome, everyone, to a very special episode of the Changing Lives, Selling Knives podcast. I'm here with John Kane today. Uh, John has been in the Cutco Vector business since 1990, uh, was a national champion field manager with the company. And in 1997, he became connected with the Vector East headquarters office and Albert DeLeonardo and has been working in a very unique role in the company ever since then. He is truly one of the most influential leaders in all of the Vector Cutco organization. His title is the Director of Sales Development, but he likes to say that he is helping people do stuff, uh, and he has been helping people do great stuff. And that is the topic of today's podcast. There'll be another time, I'm sure, for us to hear a whole lot more about John's story. Uh, but today, we're going to talk mostly about some of the great things that are happening in the Cutco Vector universe, particularly in the field of professional selling. And so, John Kane, thank you so much for making time for the podcast today. I'm looking forward to this. It is really great to be here, Dan. And I've been admiring and loving your work. What a gift this podcast has been to get reconnected to so many alumni, know more about uh, the people that we are working with. It's been a lot of fun and you're really good at this. So it's been, it's been awesome being here. So thanks for having me. Yeah, fantastic. Well, we do want to get a, a little bit of your background uh, and some of the various roles that you've played with the company over the past 30 years. So let's start with that briefly before we get into some of the other stuff that I know we want to talk about today. Sure. So in 1990, when I started, I was in college. I was an education major. 
And I worked construction with my dad. I'm one of six kids, my mom and dad. My dad's a contractor. So I was doing construction from a young age. And I came up from college and my dad said, hey, I'm not sure if construction's like your long-term future. You might want to think about something else. And I got a letter. I went in. And I remember being really impressed with the product. And I thought that the people in the office seemed super upbeat. And, um, you know, it's a little bit of a blur those first couple of days. But um, one of the things that really was impactful for me is shortly after I started, I ran into an aunt, my Aunt Carol. She was not my most positive relative, kind of like a tough customer. And I remember thinking if she liked Cutco, I could sell it to anybody. Well, here she had had it for 10 years. Uh -huh. And she worked in the beauty shop in our town. And she wrote me, she signed the, my book of happy customers. I choose the first one I met who owned Cutco. Uh, and really helped me make a lot of sales, that confidence. Because at 19, I didn't, you know, I didn't know a lot about kitchen cutlery, but to have a, actually a blood relative that had had it for 10 years was powerful. It really helped me getting started. So I loved selling. Then I got into being an assistant because I thought that would help me toward my teaching degree. I graduated from college with a teaching job. And a couple weeks before I was supposed to show up for my third grade teaching job, I went and had lunch with Aldi Leonardo. And it was a wild day because I was resistant, like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not staying with Vector. I'm moving on. And I'll never forget what he said to me. He said, we need good teachers. Thanks for all your hard work here. And if you uh, will always be here if you want to come back, essentially. And on the drive home that day, I decided to open up a district office. And <laughs> ironically, I will share this. Everything I'm going to talk about today is about the Cutco sales reposition. But I think it's important to recognize it all starts with our district manager team, our division managers, because at the core of our business, our leaders who build teams, they bring people in, they train them, they care for them. And I developed a passion for that. I personally never developed a passion for personal sales or selling. I was good at it. I did what I needed to do to get promoted to management. But I can remember when I joined the organization, uh, you were getting started winning silver cups and making some things happen. And you were one of the people I looked up to quite a bit when I started. But I was passionate about the DM opportunity. I loved it. I still do. It changed my life. And I got to teach, but I got to teach in a different way. After being a DM for a couple of years, I went through a couple of tough personal things, you know, and I, I took a break from the business, but was constantly reminded how much I missed it. And I was invited back by Al DeLeonardo to come work in his headquarters and uh, on the service side of things. What's interesting about that is that the pay was much, much, much lower than when I was in sales management, but I fell in love with being of service and of being able to kind of see behind the scenes and work on things for the company. And when I was offered a chance to become a division manager after a summer of kind of filling in in the office job, I turned it down and said, I want to stay with this side of things. And I worked in the region as an SPM. Uh, a few years later, I met my wife, Tracy, and I kind of went to Alan. I said, hey, I'm not going to be able to have a family or even move out of this apartment I'm in if I stay in this specific role. And within a couple of months, he and Mike Lancelot came and met with me and offered me a chance to work on like uh, cool stuff for the company. At that point, it was like field training and service calls and uh, the event program, which was called the Fair and Show program then. And that began, you know, now what's been a lot of years of being able to work on things to help the company move forward, you know, tools. And so I support uh, both presidents. I support our region managers, our division managers, and all of our managers, but also excited to have been supporting the evolution of a professional selling culture. 
And so that's kind of where things are today. A lot's happened in there. I won't get into it, but my roots and my love and passion started in the DM opportunity because of what that's about. Um, but I really like what I'm working on now. That's awesome, John. It's so great that you, you mentioned that the core of our business is the leaders who build teams. And I, I've been fortunate enough in the Western region to have a large number of uh, Cutco sales professionals or CSPs who are very supportive of their office and their manager and their division manager. And, yeah. you know, I've reminded them many times that like they wouldn't be there if there wasn't a manager that recruited them 10 or 15 years ago or whenever they started and help them along in the business. And that, you know, we need people in our management ranks who are, you know, bringing new people into the organization, helping to develop them so that the next wave of future, you know, CSPs is, is being created. And that, uh, the more that our leaders, our sales leaders are helping with that, the easier it is. And, and again, I feel very blessed that I have a lot of great people in the Western region who are doing exactly that. And I know we have a lot of those great leaders all throughout the company. I also found it cool just to hear about you seeing your aunt and how much that built your conviction about the, you know, what, what we're selling here with Cutco. It, one of the great things about the professional selling position in Cutco is that we have a truly great, great product. I mean, really best of its kind in the world. And, you know, it's, it's not as sexy as maybe some of the other things that people can be out there selling. Uh, but it's something that people use every single day many, many times every day, and they're going to have it for the rest of their life. And there's high value in that. And our sales reps can feel great about what they're doing. And that's what I, what I think is one of the key foundations to the success of the you know professional selling position in Cutco. I'd like you to talk about how you feel like the professional selling position in Cutco has evolved. Like We, we didn't even have this moniker of CSP years and years ago when I started. So how did this whole position in the company evolve and, and, and uh, get created? Yeah, you know, I think that story is worth telling. I think our current people, and we have a lot of people every year who are joining our management and professional selling ranks, and a lot of them don't know the history. And it's really simple. You know, in the, when the company started, as we were growing and building, a lot of our focus was on recruiting, uh, still is a, a huge part of what we do, introducing the position to people and giving people a chance to experience the, you know, the Cutco selling opportunity, the vector opportunity. When I, we had reached a point in the late 90s, early 2000s, where when, when we took a look at what was happening, we had a lot of people working here while they were in school. And we had very few people who were choosing to stick around after school. That's as really as simple as I could put it. Many of them loved the experience. They worked with us in college. They worked in management. They sold. And one of the things that came up for our leadership core is, that, is a real, really a disconnect because we realized that the Cutco product, if you match it up in terms of quality and guarantee with any product in the world, it stands on its own as one of the finest. The customers, anyone you meet will tell you that. So it seemed odd that we just didn't have people sticking around to sell it. And what we realized is that there was some intentionality or languaging or training or tools that were missing to help someone make a transition from being a student selling Cutco to a Cutco sales professional. Now, we did have some early role models, people like Jerry Otteson, Gino Leacotti, Marvin Cheek, Ed Reed. You know, there are people that you, you can, you know, Roman Malik, there are people that you can, we can talk about. I think what we hadn't spent a lot of time is thinking about how we can leverage the experience of some of these people and really duplicate it. So it started with an intention. And the intention was to say, 
hey, what would it look like if we could uh, have a professional selling position that was equal to the product? And a lot of things went on behind the scenes when that first happened. We started bringing groups of people together in advisory boards. We're bringing 10 or 12 people of our top sales reps together and ask for ideas. And at one particular meeting in Philadelphia in 2003, people there were John Berghoff, one of your top reps, you know, Josh Muller, Jerry Otteson was there, Liz Leahy was there, uh, Shannon Kuhn was there, you know, just, you know, Brett Barry was there, you know, so I'm just giving you some of these names. But Gino Leacati was there. And when we were asking for ideas, he said, what, he, he introduced the Cutco sales professional concept. And he said, why don't we focus on making this a life for people? And we formed a committee at that point. And p- they formed a proposal. And that proposal was carried forth to our executives. And it was the idea of, could we start building around this concept? So that's, that's kind of how it started. And it started by us doing a lot of listening. And I think it started from some inspirational dissatisfaction that we had as a company realizing that we des- it, the Cutco product deserves to be professionally represented year-round, not just students in the summer. And I don't want to diminish the student program's amazing because that's how many of us got our start, but we felt it could be bigger than that. And I think we all felt that. We just hadn't put a lot of focus on it. So I think if you really want to understand the big thing, it was a shift in focus and Cutco being a privately held company that can kind of make decisions and decide to support things. It was inspiring to see the way the company got behind this mission. And I felt like I was kind of in the right place at the right time to be able to just carry some water over the bridge here or to, you know, help the bridge happen. And, but um, I will also make the final comment. Um, J. Brad Britton, yourself and others really started the revolution out West. We had some of our greatest young up and coming sales reps out in the West in the beginning. Uh, people like Adam Kerchak, you know, people like Hal, people like John Berghoff, people who were doing some extraordinary things. And we started to really see what was possible from some of these results. And you, you probably won't say it, but you're directly responsible for developing uh, at least half of those people. So we started to see what could happen. And then we just started to feed it. And uh, that's kind of how it started. I, I think that's how it started. I don't know. That's my, that's my take on that. Yeah, what you said was great there, John. And, uh, you know, what I remember is just the, the standards being raised by some of the reps that were out here in the West. You, you referenced John Berghoff. And, you know, in, in I want to say it was 2000, John sold more than all of the, you know, people who were you know, selling Cutco that were out of school at the time, and he was in school. And uh, that performance really elevated a lot of standards for people, kind of showed people what was possible, you know, if they took on uh, Cutco selling as a professional career, and, and it showed kind of the income level that was possible. And, and what's amazing is that, you know, e- even with what John did in that year, and what he earned and how inspirational it was, the standards have now been increased 4x as far as what the top people have done. Curtis JQs and Brandon Brown here in 2019 have, have sold quadruple what John did uh, in 2000. So that's been pretty cool. I know there's been a lot of growth in the CSP position and in the results, particularly in the last few years. And I just wanted to ask you what you feel has been the catalyst for that growth. Yeah, I'll reiterate that I think it began with us listening to ideas and the feelings people had about what tools that would help them in their roles. 
So we would get people together. They would share ideas. We would prioritize those lists and we would just start working on the list. And we made a very conscious decision early on, one that at times is still questioned and not always popular. You know, we, if you grew up in the vector culture, you know, there's a lot of contests and there's a lot of like, you know, cool stuff to win. You know, resources are not unlimited. And we made a decision early on to focus on spending our money on tools, not toys. Now we have a rep trip. It's a lot of fun. And, you know, it's not uncommon for our top sales reps to say, Hey, why don't we go on the same trips that the managers go on? That's something that I'll hear. And I'm very direct with them. I'm saying, you know, we have a trip. We get together once a year. It's in a fun place. It's cool. But we're taking that money and we're pouring it into programs that are going to help you be able to take any trip you want to take, Mm -hmm. Uh, have flexibility, lifestyle. And the evidence has borne out with the evolution of many programs that has been a good investment. So rather than buying toys, giving out more trophies, buying awards, even upgrading the trip at times, We've decided to keep reinvesting into programmatic decisions. So I think that's one of the key pillars, and it's something not everyone understands. And not everyone really understands there are some massive differences between selling Cutco and training people to sell Cutco. And as a company, we value both tremendously, but it's a different dynamic. I think one of the things that we wanted to do is, you know, we are focused on sales. But our deal is that rarely do we make it about just hitting a sales number. I think people who work here and have been with us over the years will tell you that they feel like they've been treated like people. That we don't just look at their sales, we look at their lifestyle, we look at their personal growth, we looked at the, the whole person. And we've had a goal of trying to make it this a place where a lot of people want to stay for a long time versus just driving people to hit a sales number for a week, a month, a year taking more of a long-term family planning approach than a short-term hit the number, sell this type approach. There is a powerful income potential here. There is a community that's generous in sharing with each other, their training, their ideas. Uh, There's a lot of corporate support. And I think one of the things that people have felt is that they have all that with a ton of flexibility. And and some rewards that are significant. You know, I don't want to make it sound like we're not giving anything away. A sales rep here can win a Rolex, you know, and I don't know how many other places you could say you're walking around with a Rolex for just hitting a sales standard, you know. So I don't want to make it sound like we eliminated rewards, but we are much more focused on building programmatic things, you know, things like the Cutco Events Program, the Closing Gift Program, the Business Gift Program, Service Call Elite Program, the Federal Program, the Mentoring Program, Cross Training Program, Sales and Service Events Program. You know, you think about the support with like uh, fast action and customer relationship management, mobile Rolo, which is coming, virtual summits, meetings. When I was a brand new sales rep and when you were a brand new sales work, they weren't even in place. But over the past 15 years, we've been layering them in, I think, really nicely. And so if you were a sales rep years ago, this place doesn't look anything what it looked like before. It's had a total, it's been totally revamped. So. Those are a few thoughts. Yeah, it, it is so different. And and you, you referenced the fact that more of our top people are staying here now 
because there is this great income opportunity and there are all these great tools and there is this investment into the programs and the family feel, of course, of Vector is something that's pretty much always been consistent. But definitely a lot more people are, are staying here after they you know, get out of college. And if they don't choose the management path, a lot of people are choosing the career sales professional path with our company. And, and what I've also noticed that's cool, John, is that there have been a number of former Vector reps or managers who have come back to the business because they now see people who are selling three, four, five, six hundred thousand, or as we've seen this year now, Curtis JQs and Brandon Brown, both over a million in personal sales. As people are seeing that evolution, they're coming back to the business and be, you know, becoming people who are thriving as uh, Cutco sales professionals now. Uh, can you speak to what you've noticed as far as that goes? Well, you know, we're just looking at our year end reports and we're seeing we have an individual in our CGC program, Russ Wimbra who worked many, many years ago with Rich Plaskett and since has had sales jobs and has been out there, you know, just not here, essentially through a phone call from Andy Noggle, his district manager now, inviting him to come back and check things out. He came back and put up a Silver Cup uh, championship performance. And I think what's interesting, and I, I, I'll be honest, I don't know Russ personally. I've just been watching this happen. I met, I sat with Andy at an event and what I can tell you is that he brought back a work ethic and an appreciation from, I guess, bringing that type of effort and work ethic to other opportunities and not seeing the reward. He was able to come back and, and really just see some big success. We have a lot of people who I think it's just human nature whenever you do anything for a while to get enticed to try something new. Many other companies love the idea of recruiting uh, vector trained people. I mean, <laughs> and uh, it makes sense based upon the way we support their evolution as human beings and sales professionals. Who wouldn't want someone who's vector trained to be part of what they're doing? What's interesting is, like in many things in life, sometimes people pursue other things and it goes great. They love it. They have great experience. And those are alumni and people you're featuring. And we can see that people are out having a great life. We have a lot of people, though, who go out and will try something and come back. And what I love about our culture here is, hey, as long as you know, you're know uh, nice to people and it, you know nice to customers, treat the product well, we've welcomed some people back seven, eight, nine times and because that's our nature as a company because we know people are going to want to explore possibilities. What we're committed to here is I keep mentioning to our team, let's build something so beautiful so powerful, so attractive that someone would never want to leave. And when you talk to our core group of Cutco sales professionals, they will tell you that the number of weeks that they take to, you know, live and work, it's a, they, they feel great about their lifestyle. And many of them will tell you they could sell more, but they want to sell longer. They want to be here a long time. So what I've always loved about the Cutco leadership in general is that we consider the long game not just the short game. And the long game here is to make the best knives forever, guarantee them forever. And it vector here is to build people that we are proud of, not just when they're here selling Cutco, but when they're out in the world doing great things. And your, your podcast says, I've never seen anything honor that in the way that your podcast is doing, Dan, which again, why I'm honored to be here. But I will tell you, if you love people and you want to represent the finest product in the world and create a life you're excited about, you're in the right place if you're here. 
if you've ever thought about coming back, now's the time. I mentioned that because there are just so many ways that someone can sell Cutco now that didn't exist before. It's just like, uh, you know, we, it's like we had this one opportunity. Now we've got this beautiful opportunity with many islands. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to get into talking about all those ways here in a second. I, I just want to speak to something that you said about how, you know, there are people who maybe they could be selling a little bit more, but they're really happy with what they're doing. And they're really happy with the schedule they have and the lifestyle they have at the level that they're at. Um, one of the things I've learned is that money and in terms of income is only truly motivational to people up to a certain point. And that once you hit a certain point where the things you want are taken care of, your needs are all handled and you're comfortable, that it's not super motivational to try to take that to a higher level for a lot of people. And the reality is we have so many top sales reps in the company now who are beyond that point of having a comfortable level of income that they're really excited about. And so that's part of why people are staying for so long. They're like all the tools that you and your team and the company have provided for our CSPs are enabling them to be able to reach these high sales levels, right? 300,000, 400,000, five, 600,000 in sales in one year for a single rep. And that's giving them that really legitimate, awesome income opportunity uh, that's enabling them to have the kind of lifestyle that they want to have. And, and I know we have a lot of CSPs who are married and have families. And, you know, as you said, take plenty of vacations and have a nice schedule. And, and there's a lot of different ways that they can do it. And, and I think that's what you referenced last. And let's get into that now, because I would like people to hear about all of the different methods that people have of being able to succeed. Because there's so many new opportunities that are around right now. And many of the people listening to the podcast who are alumni might not even be aware of some of the changes or evolutions that have taken place. So let's talk about some of the newer programs and, and all the tools that reps have to be able to sell so much and do so well. Yeah, you know, and I think, thanks, Dan, for mentioning that. And I, I will be a little more specific. I think one of the first programs I'd like to mention is our service called Elite Program, because this is very foundational, especially if someone was considering coming back to work with Cutco. So what we have now is a high-level training on video and where a person can get trained to professionally service customers. And there are, you know, with many millions of Cutco customers out there, there's a tremendous opportunity in just us taking care of people who already own Cutco. So mm -hmm. it's not uncommon to run into people that own Cutco. This year, we are relaunching this program with updated training and materials. And uh, we're actually asking all of our current people to get recertified, kind of like if you have CPR training, to get recertified in this program. And it used to be you had to go to a conference or an event to do this. But if you're at 15,000 in career sales, you can now do this all virtually and online. And so that is a massive change, which is just world-class service training. So I think if you think about what the benefit of that, that's accessible to anybody who knows someone who owns Cutco. So that's just a really basic thing. That's a bridge for people to get involved in things like the Cutco events program. This year, the Cutco events program will break $40 million in business. And that's where we're at a location. We're set up. We've got a table. We're professional. And we're interacting with customers in a professional way. And 
you know, it's a little different than when I first started selling Cutco, where I was making appointments and getting referrals and getting very proficient at building my business. I was working to reach out. Great skills. But at that time, I think I would have liked from time to time to be able to go to an event where some happy Cutco customers came up and wanted to buy more or wanted to schedule a service call. Powerful. And so that is a huge program. And in fact, I would say that, you know, many of our top, top people at some point get involved in the events program in their division locally. It's not like you automatically walk on and you get to work into these things, but it it, it doesn't have to take long. And uh, it's not uncommon for people to learn it while they're in school and be able to transition to that at some point. And uh, many of our managers also are involved. So that's something. I think if understanding Cutco is a gift, John Rulin really pioneered this as a student. He started in, he's written the book, Giftology. Many of you are familiar with it. He's our number one Cutco sales rep of all time, approaching almost $10 million in Cutco sales personally. He introduced the idea of Cutco as a gift. Tony Carlston, you interviewed Tony. He came along and introduced the Realtor program. We currently have a new core of people in our business that work on, are working on evolving the business gift program to something really big for all of our reps. And so internally, there's a team. Many of you know Dave Bush, his Cutco events team. Uh, we have Steve Spry, Nikki DeVise, Amy Loretta, just so many people who kind of work in the headquarters here on all of these things uh, that can help out. So there's business gift program. We have a mentoring program where representatives literally help other people get going and get started teaching them what they know. We have a cross-training program where you go watch somebody work at a booth or on a demo where you can literally watch the best people do that. You know, when I think about some of these things and how they've changed and evolved, each one of them in and of itself can be its own standalone island. We got a lot of people who do a little bit of each one, not to mention that just in the past few years, we've been invited onto federal military bases to be able to represent Cutco as an American-made product. Uh, and just recently, we've done some international testing, so U.S. bases. So there's, if you, if you think about it, again, lots of places where Cutco now is setting up professionally and making a mark where we would have never seen Cutco before. So that's my shot at some of these. The last comment I'll make is we've evolved our training. So this week I'll be in Las Vegas with 104 of our top closing gift consultants. A few weeks later, we'll have 400 people in San Antonio getting event training. Uh, a few months later, we'll be in New Orleans with the people who are working on the federal program. We'll have two virtual summits that people can, one's for free. In March 25th, we're going to have a worldwide global free uh, training summit that people at times would have paid 500 or 1000 bucks to attend. And then we'll have another one of those for our top CSPs in May. So, you know, it's the programs and the training that goes with it. So hopefully that helps shed some light on some of the detail. Yeah, that's great, John. Y you know, you referenced gifts and, uh, you know, what John Rulin uh, began developing many years ago. And I know that, you know, Tony Carlston took the idea of business gifting and, uh, and really targeted it towards people like realtors who have a lot of gift buying that they do and a lot of recurring business. He saw that as an opportunity to be able to, you know, create recurring sales in large volume. And that's called our Closing Gift Consultant or CGC program. Could you speak to a little bit about how the CGC program works and just like what 
what is the type of schedule that a CGC follows? Because I think this would be cool for people to be able to hear. I think what's powerful about the CGC program is it's a program mainly geared toward realtors and lenders who want to give a gift to a client when they close a sale. Or And it's something that most of them are already doing. They're already giving a gift and Cutco just is a great fit because they can engrave it and customize it. And uh, when you think about a home, obviously the knives work great uh, as a gift and it's something where they'll use it every single day and think of the person that gave it to them. So we've seen that program grow massively. We've done almost $100 million in business with that program alone. And that's a result as a result of Tony uh, taking one of John Rulin's concepts and really finding a niche to you know explore. And so what's great is that that's really a nine to five selling opportunity. Our, you know, our representatives will meet with realtors in their offices or at their team meetings. And, you know, a lot of those folks, they are not working evenings and weekends. It's kind of a, a kind of the nine to five professional cutco selling job. But again, a lot of our other reps, they love the, they love being at the events, you know, where they'll, you know, they may do that over the weekend. So it's, I think that's what we've seen us, we've retained a lot of people, especially as they're building their families with programs like that closing gift consultant program. Yeah, it just offers a schedule that adheres to more of like the uh, sort of business norms, you know, in that the uh, CGCs are able to go into realtor offices for their team meetings, which are, you know, usually in the morning on a whatever, a Tuesday or a Wednesday, and they prospect there. And then they're following up with the realtors, you know, one-on-one that were there and beginning to build a relationship. And then typically once those realtors start buying sets of Cutco, they keep buying sets of Cutco and the process sort of builds and builds and builds over time. So the CGC program has been pretty cool. I know, you know, Rulin with the business gifting, right? That's a a brilliant idea and all the things that he's doing there. And then, uh, you know, uh, some of the top people, as you've referenced, are heavily involved in events. And some of the events are massive. Like I can't speak to the results, uh, you know, nationwide, but I know that, uh, you know, we had one event in California, the LA County Fair, where the team sold over a million dollars in three weeks at that event. So it's Texas State Fair, I think, was probably something like that too, right? So pretty amazing things happening. Yeah. When I think about leaders like Leah and Deanna and others, you know, that LA County Fair, that has just been a massive thing year in and year out. And um, we've been seeing, uh, you know, lots of those big events and people get familiar with Cutco. And then when they run into a student selling it, they're familiar. I think it's, it's kind of like the more we find ourselves out there in the world, it's really helping. Well, it's kind of all boats are being are rising from that, which is kind of a cool dynamic. And uh, it's been, it's been really, really neat to see. Yeah. You, you referenced Leah Eliopoulos and Deanna Scortino, who are two of the top sales leaders uh, out here in Southern California. Kareem El-Tawansi has been really instrumental in helping build the LA County Fair. And then, of course, the presence of Brandon Brown in that organization has really helped elevate everybody's standards because he's such a great teacher that you know people watch him and they learn from him how to maximize every interaction. And that has helped uh, to build that up a lot. And there's a lot of others I could mention out here in the Western region that uh, have helped with that. So I'm not going to list through everybody's names, apologize for not referencing you all. But I, I want to give you, John, time to reference who you feel like some of the key leaders or supporters have been nationwide 
of this revolution in sales excellence in the company. So tell us about who you feel some of the key people have been. Yeah, I, I will get into that. And I also want to mention another cool development that I failed to mention earlier, which I think bears mentioning, which is we've gotten a lot better at utilizing technology to follow up with customers in a professional way. And when I think about people like Josh and Amy Muller, one of the things that Josh is uh, one of the top reps we've had of all time. I think he just broke through the $6 million mark. And he was just looking for a way to stay in touch with his con- his customers. He built a system that a lot of our people use. And we're seeing a lot of sales happening just by doing good follow-ups So not even going out, doing a demo. Uh, we're sending an email. And we have a lot of representatives who are seeing a lot of fruit and a lot of results by just staying in touch and just doing proper follow-up, which is something that wasn't even really a concept, you know, when you and I were selling Cutco. So I, I just would want to mention that a lot of our top representatives would say using some type of customer relationship management system has been a game changer, especially as they have thousands of customers, uh, many of our top people. So, you know, it's really challenging to really sit and think about who, you know, who you'd want to thank. And so I want to make a statement to the entire CSP community. Right now, we have about 300 CSPs. And in 2006, we had 38 people that were on a boat where we decided to get this group together. And the theme was boats, business, and big ideas. And the moniker was selling is cool. And, you know, it was at a time where there wasn't a feeling across the company that selling was as cool as we thought it could be. And so, you know, when I think about those, the people who were on that boat that made a decision to get on the boat and spend a few days sailing around talking, I, I think about that group of, of early adopters, powerful. When I think about Albert and Bruce and John Welpley and Jim Stitt, for over the past 15 uh, years, every time we've asked for something for the field, them saying, let's figure it out. Let's figure out a way to do it. When I think about our region managers who have really said, hey, let's make this a priority to provide extra education and training, guidance and support at a regional level for our people. I think that's a big deal. When I think about our division managers, you know, we have roughly 40 division managers who I feel if you were to interview across the company, you would hear many of our division managers and CSBs say, they feel they have a partnership with each other. And that's not something that was even a concept really many years ago in many places. So I think that there's, you know, I think I want to thank everyone for being willing to work together to create something really special. I want to make it really clear that, uh, you know, when you think about pioneers like Gino Leacani and Jerry Otteson early on, when I think about someone like Steve Porzik, Steve Porzik was the first person to really bring the question and say, wow, shouldn't we have some more people selling a lot more? I remember where I was sitting, where we were talking, and he said, it just feels like with our great recruiting and our great training, we should be keeping some more people around to sell Cutco. You know, I think about our internal team here, people like Scott Garrell, who's been working with me many years in our operations department. Think about Loretta heading up rep development, Dave Bush and his team. You know, so many people. I think about people like Betsy Crouch and Adam Stock and Fima Zanke, people that you featured who are providing support for people in so many areas. I think about John and Hal. I think about John Broman, 
you know, adding an element to this whole culture where giving is a big deal. You think about Andy Jonke building a clinic in Haiti, uh, largely with the resultant efforts of so many people in this community. Literally, uh, the Cutco CSB community built a clinic in Haiti under Andy's leadership with help from Carl Drew. What an accomplishment. I think more important than the sales accomplishment. So many cool things. I think about in Canada, people like Bonnie and Sybil and Margaret, who really set the way for professionalism and high levels of selling in CGC and events. I think about people like Amber Vilhauer, who's helping us with our virtual summits right now. I think about people like Luke Mills and Jason Jeffrey, Brian Carter. There's just so many people going way back, people like Margot Myers and Mike McFadden, uh, who really started putting some of these things together before I had an opportunity to get involved. You know, the list goes on and on. I think about Tom Restrelli uh, putting together the foundation for the event program and then moving on to the service program. And I think just to bring it home, Dan, it's really, we mentioned Curtis JQs earlier. But when I think of someone who has epitomized excellence in selling, working with customers, his name comes to mind. He has cross-trained so many people. Right with him, Josh Muller, who's been one of the architects for so many of the programs and trainings and so many great things. When I think about Mike Dawood and his amazing enthusiasm and his kind of marketing efforts, powerful. I think about people like Adam Sobieski, and these are names of people who have been really working through the whole process to design, develop, and improve programs as we've gone. Sarah Nardi coming back to the business and showing people what was possible with the CGC program. I think about Patent Sides hopping out with the mall program. I think about people from the very beginning, Jerry Azinger and Jamie Zimbroff, who just went out and did the demos and made the phone calls and did the job and still do that today in a powerful way among other programs. I think about Jeffrey Paul Bobrick, who's been selfless in his service. So many great people doing some great things. I think about Keith Hamilton, who for nine years had a passion for this federal program and saw it through and held on to that that dream. I think about John Cloby right now, who's showing what's possible with the Biz Gift program, supported by our core team of Steve Spry and Amy Peterson and Nikki DeVise. The list goes on and on. And, you know, essentially, when you hear these names, there's stories about people making massive contributions. And there's many, many others who have as well. The impossible to name them all. Of course, there's always people you're going to be missing and forgetting. I think that what I'd want to impress upon everyone is this literally has been a 300 person effort. You know, I think about our cross trainers, people like Alicia Ander out there cross training people, leading events teams, our coordinators. It's a massive, massive effort and one that is bringing us toward a really powerful mark. You know, we don't make a big deal about this, the, the sales number, but people ask. And I don't mind telling you that this core group of people sold about $10 million more than they did last year. And we've talked for a lot of years about the idea of, could this group of people get to $100 million in yearly sales? And I think next year is a year where that could happen. Uh, we have about $15 million to go. I think this year we'll finish right at 87. We're about $13 million away. You know, I think not only are we going to, uh, I think we're not only going to hit that mark, I think we're going to smash through that mark, but it, it's really never been about that number. 
What the goal has been is to help the average CSP grow and improve their business year in and year out. And what I can tell you, Dan, is that since we started the program in 2006, the average CSP is selling 2.5 times more per year than those early CSPs. So we've more than doubled the average results of these people in a yearly period of time. And in my mind, that, you know, whatever the company number is, it is what it is. But when we can look our people in the eye and say, hey, the, the opportunity is two and a half times better <laughs> than it was when it started, I think that's something we can all be proud about. And that's not just one person doing that. That is, that's lots of people doing that. And uh, I think I, I was joking with you before the call, I'd love some more of uh, our alumni to come back. And in the past couple of years, we've been talking about and working with one of uh, our uh, consultants, Sarah Baker Andrews, she had been working with this for a little bit, uh, really just saying, how can we show some appreciation for our, our Vector alumni? I just want to say, if you're out there and you sold Cutco at some point, I hope you feel appreciated for what you've done to help us get to this point, because it all adds up together. Hey, if you're ever not super happy with what's going on, we'd love to have you back. The door's open. But um, I think it's it's a neat time to be in the business. And I have to tell you, I mentioned all those programs. We still have lists and lists of improvements and things that need to be done and things that need to be worked on. And I see 10 more years of work just to keep things moving forward. So it's we're barely kind of lifting off if you kind of want to understand where I think we are in the cycle here. I think we're just starting to get our arms around this thing. It's really in its infancy. And I think there's massive things to come. So uh, I know I thanked some people there, mentioned some people there. And uh, again, you know, you always uh, run the risk of who am I forgetting? But I just want to say sincerely, thank you to everybody for your role in helping this to be a really special place. It's been cool. Yeah, that's so great, John. And it's awesome to hear that the $100 million mission that we, we began talking about not too long ago is already at the cusp of being achieved and could be achieved in 2020 with 300 CSPs, or maybe there'll be a few new ones, you know, but uh, 300 plus CSPs and having multiplied the average results of our CSPs by 2.5x uh, over the last few years is really an awesome achievement. And it's, it's great to see what uh, the leadership that all of the people you have mentioned, and particularly your team there uh, in the Vector East headquarters and all the things that they're doing to help make this happen. Anything else that uh, you feel like you want to share with the audience today, John? I think I would share that there are ideas that we haven't even heard yet that in two or three years are going to be big news. And while I am excited about what is happening, I, I think it's there's a lot of cool things. There are also people, just like Russ a year ago, I'm sure Rich Plaskin and maybe Andy had kept in touch with Russ, but you know, that was not a name we knew in Vector a year ago, yet here he is winning a silver cup. I think that's pretty cool. And I think what's exciting is to is to know in your heart that if someone owns Cutco, that's a really, really good thing. They're going to be really, really happy. If someone sells Cutco for a summer, that has the ability to change their life forever. But if you want to make a life here as a leader, as a manager, as a team builder, uh, wow, transformative opportunity. 
And if you want to go out and represent Cutco, our team leaders, and what we do day in and day out, whether you're at a booth, in a realtor's office, on a service call, I think we can take pride, you know, take great pride in that. We've noticed this, especially since we've gotten on military bases when we're with military families and you see the pride they have. They know our K-Bar brand because of uh, some of the, the tools we've manufactured for the Marines, but they know a lot about quality and they love the product and you see the pride that they have. And our people come back and say they, they're even more fired up. I think just knowing that you can feel good about what we're doing here. You know, no one's perfect. No company's perfect. We all have things that we're working on. You know, there's things we want to be better at and better with. But I think what lies at the core of this, all you have to do is listen to Jim Stitt's podcast. And you want to get to know, you know, or Al or Bruce, you really want to get to know the heart of the leadership, all the region managers. You really get a sense that this is not a job for people. It's not about being a big executive somewhere. It's about a life's work. It's a passion for life's work. There are so many people who stay here who have many other opportunities, but they stay because they love it. And I'm eternally grateful for the gift that Cutco has been in my life, not just in the good times, but in times when uh, maybe you're not on top of the mountain and you're not, everything's not going your way. And maybe you haven't sold the most. And, you know, maybe you're in the valley. What I love about Cutco is they have a way of celebrating you when you're on top of the mountain and walking it through the valley and, you know, right next to you, holding your hand, maybe even giving you a little push or pick me up. And I know I felt both in my life uh, and it's a blessing and honor. I thank God every day for the opportunity to represent this company and to serve people. And, you know, I know we're going to keep selling more knives if we keep treating people the right way and treating customers the right way. And, to me, that's a life worth living. And uh, when I think about not being a third grade teacher, uh, I had some relatives questioning my decision to become a district manager. What do you mean you're not going to become a teacher? You know, I can look him in the eye and say, I really feel like uh, uh, so far with hopefully many years ahead, it's been a life well lived in service of this community. So thanks, Dan, for having me today. And I hope uh just wishing you continued success with this work of highlighting so many wonderful people. It's been awesome. All right. Well, John, you summarized so well why I've been around the company for so long with what you just shared right there. And it truly is a great environment for us to be able to build a life and have a really positive impact on a lot of people. And it's been said many times of you that you are the most beloved person in the vector marketing organization. And I think a lot of people can see why your influence is felt far and wide in both the management side of the business and the sales rep side of the business. You're one of the people I look up to the most and I respect the most. And it's been great to be able to hear you share what you're excited about and, and share this vision of uh, you know what's happening for our business and, and our organization here right now. So thank you, John, as well. Thanks, Dan. That was John Kane, everyone. I hope you enjoyed hearing that uh, awesome rendition of what is happening in the vector world and all the cool opportunities that are going on in the professional selling uh, for Cutco. You know, John started out by saying the core of our business is the leaders who build teams. And I really want to emphasize that, you know, while this podcast was about the uh, field of Cutco professional selling, uh, nothing is more important in our company than our district and division managers who are 
you know, uh, providing us the chance to have these CSPs. And again, for all of you who are CSPs in the company, I think it's really important to look back on with gratitude the the fact that there was a district manager and division managers that helped you in those early days to get through the challenges of the job, to grow, to develop, to get to where you are now. Uh, just really want to emphasize that that's such an important piece of what makes Cutco and Vector Marketing so great uh, is the leaders that we have. And now to be able to have this alternate opportunity that has been created that is so positive uh, just makes the company even better. So that if somebody grows up in the company and they see leadership and management as their role, we've got that, that opportunity for them. If they see professional selling as their role, we've got that opportunity for them. A uh, great shout out to Gino Leocati, who is a big part of helping to set the stage for all this and beginning to figure out what were the tools that we need to be able to develop uh, in order to create this opportunity for people to be professional Cutco salespeople. Of course, John and his team uh, have been actively helping to provide those tools over the years and create all of these new programs that John recognized from the Service Call Elite program to our service events to all of our events team and our events programs where we're at you know, large events that have lots of people with a booth, professional booth, selling Cutco at those events. Our gifts program, largely developed by John Rulin, CGC program that was pioneered by Tony Carlston. We have Adam Sobieski, who is training people in the CGC program to be great at what they're doing there. And all of the other things that are happening in the company, the federal program, John references relatively new development that has really exploded here in 2019 with us being able to get onto military bases, sanctioned to be on the military bases, selling Cutco there as well. So many awesome things are happening. So many new ideas keep coming down the pike. It's just a great opportunity to be in the Cutco business, whether in leadership or in professional selling. And uh, for anyone here that's listening who's advancing in the company, it's, it's awesome to know that you have these two roles or two opportunities you could take on. And for anyone who's outside the company, as John said, if you've ever thought about coming back, we would welcome you back. And there's a lot of great avenues for you to take to be able to make a great career, a lucrative career, and one that allows you to have the kind of lifestyle that you want. Just want to end by saying a few words about John Kane. Uh, there will be an opportunity here in the months ahead for us to have a podcast where we really dig into John's story and John's life and John's leadership philosophies and all the things that make him great. Uh, he is truly known as uh, the most beloved person in Vector. And, and as I referenced, he's truly one of the most influential people in Vector, perhaps the most influential person in the reach that he has in so many areas of the company, both geographically and in the different levels or different programs, whether it be for managers or for sales reps. John has a hand in the success of everyone in the entire organization. This episode is scheduled to release on John's birthday, January 20th. And so we say happy birthday, John Kane, and uh, really value you and your leadership here in the Cutco Vector organization. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode of Changing Lives, Selling Knives, hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. And if you want access to today's show notes, including links to any resources mentioned, visit changinglivespodcast.com. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. 
I'll catch you back here in a few days for our next story about changing lives.